Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies, and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Lynn Jordan. She is dedicated to overcoming disempowerment, inequality, and injustice through creativity, connection, and love. She helps empower people through finding purposeful work and expressing themselves as elders on the dance floor. Great conversation this is going to be. Lynn, welcome to the space. I'm going to join now. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for your patience. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, this is great. This is great. I'm glad I made it in. This is all great. I'm glad everybody can hear me. So, yes, yay. exactly. <laughs> yay, indeed. It's a win-win. Yeah, totally. So, thank okay. Oh, go ahead. That, I just wanted to say thank you for that beautiful intro. Well, it, it made me feel good. Of course, because you do amazing things. And this is why we are here. And I want to welcome those here with us live. Thank you so much for being here. Any questions mm -hmm. or comments, please feel free to put them in the chat where we can see them. So, Lynn, before we dive in and really like explore and get to know you, is there, tell us just a little, little bite sized something more about you, please. Okay. Okay, with any kind of flavor? Just so any kind of flavor. Okay, you let's choose. see. I just got back from a trip in Austria. I just received uh, Austrian citizenship. Ooh. And, um, and that has kind of reinformed how I go through the world. So, so that's a little tight tidbit for you. Mm. I can't wait to really dive into that more, but I'm mm -hmm. just going to ask right now, is that a long process? Which the application process and the... Yeah, okay. becoming a citizen. Uh, it took about a year for me to do the research to submit it. But then once I submitted it, it was like eight weeks. I got approved almost instantaneously. Wow. Yeah. For well, me, can... yeah. Congratulations on that. And I know that is really a very heart-centered part of who you are and your mission on why. So we're going to get into that really soon. Okay, cool. Thanks. So yeah, yeah. So beautiful. Okay. So we're going to do the would you rather first and then we'll dive into the first question. So <laughs> okay. 
this one jumped out. So we'll see why it jumped out at me and why it resonates. And there's creativity in the answer, of course. So here we go. So Lynn, would you rather have French fries or chocolate cake? Oh my God, chocolate cake. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is there, I mean, okay. Okay. Why? Here we go. Chocolate cake. There is the, and now when I'm imagining chocolate cake, I'm imagining chocolate cake that is rich and gooey and has probably some chocolate icing in there and perhaps multi-layered. And for me, that is just a gorgeous, sensual, pleasurable um, thing to be able to enjoy. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. You described there are certain places that I find I'm not a chocolate cake connoisseur by any means, but there the Wegmans um, near us has a really nice like it's not overly sweet. Right. Well, that's key. Yeah, that's key because overly overly sweet is just instant headache in my world and then like bouncing off the walls and it's not worth it. No. <laughs> So, so that's great. So, so if you're not a connoisseur, you seem to know exactly what it is you like. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And if something is too sweet, it's like I sweat underneath my skin. And the only person (laughs) that I know who really understands that too is my mom, because obviously we have the same issue. It's all DNA thing or whatever. Uh But yeah, I'm like, are you sweating underneath your skin? She's like, yes. I'm like, okay. That sounds like an amazing experience and something that I don't necessarily want to experience myself. But like sweat glands, I think, are to allow sweat to come above your skin. Right? (laughs) A whole conversation on sweat glands, everybody. (laughs) So there's a little fun fact. So. Okay, so let's dive into the nitty gritty here so we can learn more about you. So, Lynn, the first official official question is, how do you define creativity? Uh, To me, creativity, you know, I was thinking about this. Creativity, to me, well, I do a lot of meditation. And in my meditation, I focus on my chakras and the chakras which are the seven major energy centers that are in your in your body the second chakra is where your creativity lies and that is the the corresponds to the part of your body where um literally life starts in Mm -hmm. the human body so to (laughs) me creativity really is literally life And that's how I view it. That's a beautiful visual. And thank you Mm -hmm. for that. Because I say that, like one of my multi-author books that I'm gathering for a shout Mm -hmm. it from the rooftops. Mm -hmm. So I literally, that's one of my things that I'm, I I can envision myself on a mountaintop with a megaphone saying, creativity is life. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. Yeah. Because it's not how it's held. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Go ahead. No, it's just, it's, it's just that visual, that visual is just, 
beautiful because it, it is it's right there in that by the belly button that whole like area that that's life so yeah and mm -hmm. i interrupted you and it, god okay so you go ahead with what you were gonna mm -hmm. say sorry <laughs> no i was just gonna say that what you do in terms of like if you were to shout it from the rooftops because the service that you provide is i think so vital in the world right now because creativity in my in my experience in this culture is like it's a it's an elective it's not something you even <laughs> taught it's like do you want to sign up for something creative oh but we don't teach it anymore and so it's um but it's so anti-human because we as humans are just creative beings just by living day to day like day to day, it's a creative process. Yes. Yes. And this so. is the beauty of it. This is why we are here to talk about this and yeah. be able to uh, pull back the layers so people can actually understand that. Right. I love it. So it's a fantastic service that you provide. So, well, thank you. And you are one, you are one that is helping me in the mission. So Okay, so tell us about in all that you do, because you do so much, which is so powerful and purposeful. And uh, just tell us more about who you are and your journey, wherever you want to start, please. Hmm. Let's dive in. All right. Well, since you said journey, I guess we'll we'll go. We'll do. Um, I did just get back from from Austria. So my father was a Viennese Holocaust survivor, and as was his father and his sister. So I am the daughter, granddaughter, and niece of uh, Viennese Holocaust survivors. And my my father, um, although he left Vienna when he was thirteen, always felt that Vienna was his hometown, and. Always, and when you come, and he came to the States, you know, crazy war story about survival. And he came to the States, and when you come to the States, you have to give up, he had to give up his Austrian citizenship. And um, he always wanted to repatriate. And in 2020, Austria opened up applications for families, um, direct descendants of uh, people who were persecuted by the Nazi, persecuted by the Nazis. And my father was sick at the time and I knew, and he was very excited and he really wanted to get his um, citizenship done. Uh, and, and that was, that was his, that was really important to him. And so, but I knew we weren't going to be able to get his application done in time. And he mm. ended up passing away about six months later. And and after he passed away, I, um, I picked up the cause and did the work and applied for myself because it was important to him to get the family um, back into Austria. And so, um, so I, I got the citizenship. I went to Austria for 10 days and I drove around in the most spectacular beauty but also on an austrian passport so there was mm. this sense of sovereignty that i wasn't necessarily expecting and this sense of at least i'm doing something to 
balance out um, you know what what has happened with our family and to do some small part of writing something that was just so very very wrong and I brought an item of his with me and um, he loved the Vienna woods he said and I found a place in the Vienna woods where I could leave this item um, this is a compostable item and and I left it on the floor and I you know buried it a little bit and and just symbolically reunited him with his homeland and um, and that just felt very sacred and also like I've done what I can to honor honor my father and his wishes that is so beautiful thank you I mean and I don't mean the word beautiful is so it's just so open-ended like but to be specific I mean that is such talk about honoring and and following through and I mean it's at the heart of like when I read where you said um where it's overcoming disempowerment inequality and injustice through creativity connection and love what mm. you did was pure love mm, thank you that's that's a great reflection I really I I, I appreciate that and it's funny too because I, I don't know funny is the word but I have, I have cultivated a, a Facebook community that I love and I feel so supported by. And when I posted that I was going to apply for citizenship, like many, many people responded really wholeheartedly and so supportively. And so I ended up posting a lot when I was on this trip. And what ended up happening was that it, I felt so supported and held. And then people were messaging me stories about their families and the discoveries that they were finding. And it ended up feeling like this was something larger than myself. Mm. And that I was amongst a group of people where this was being, the, like it, the effects were felt much wider than just my own experience and that was that was truly connection and love i 100 percent felt um and so the facebook experience ended up feeling almost like a sacred experience for me mm. um, yeah that was, mm. that was a big part of it it's so interesting because, um, well, first question on that is, did you go alone? I did. I went by myself. A friend of mine is doing a, um, she's writing a book and she's doing it as a multi-author actually, but she's, mm. she's showing that um, women can travel alone. <laughs> yeah. And she is, she's from, she's actually, she's from Germany, but she lives in London and she came over to the States and she started in New York and is doing like five points where she's traveling on the train, went to New York, to Louisiana, to, um, a few other spaces, um, and then LA and then going to someplace else. So, and she's just writing, she's journaling everything and it's about her travels. And I just think it's a be and she got so much reaction some people incredibly supportive. Oh my gosh, this is amazing what you're doing. Some people really, really bashing her. Oh my gosh. 
which was shocking. She's like, she actually had to shut the post down. Really? She was getting so many haters. And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> That's amazing to me. I, I know. Uh, I started traveling solo in my 20s and I'm in my 50s now. And I, I have, I actually prefer to travel by myself. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I've, I've gone through Central America and then parts of Europe and South America and um, on many different trips. And, and my experience has always just been so extraordinarily positive. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Um, well, great for her. And I'm sorry. And yeah, could... but she's having a great experience. Um, it was just, she just found it really interesting when you mentioned Facebook community. Like, yeah how it varied and then how um strong it was the opposites were really strong wow very very surprising to me yeah yeah so okay so tell us more about what you do entitling this um podcast exploring your superhuman power and so much more i just <laughs> feel like you so show up with and anybody listening can hear your joy can hear your energy and your presence it comes off like blah but it really is like a power um so tell people more about what you offer and what you do please oh sure well um creativity is in the the things that i do so um i have a program called create your career from the inside out and what that does is helps people find uh, purposeful work, meaningful work, work, work that they love. And, um, and the way that we go in there is because yeah, people who tend to find me tend to be brainiacs and very capable, very capable, smart people. And what we do is we learn to rely more on our internal world our world of feelings, the, the, our own internal voice of truth to guide us and inform us so that we can then use the um, intellectual capabilities to make a plan and, and take action and move forward. Um, and I've been doing that for about nine years and the um, the premise, basic premise is if I shift my internal world, meaning my heightened emotional state, my external world is going to reflect it, meaning my environment is going to reflect back to me what it is that my insert, like what feels right for me. Mm -hmm. And I've watched people, hundreds of people, really step into much fuller versions of who they are and step into worlds that uh, are so much more in alignment with who they are. Mm -hmm. um, so there's so there's that. Um, then there's a program that I have called Joyful Boogie, which is also super creative. And that is a program that helps elders um, with balance, mobility, and mood. And that's also chakra-based. So it's a dance movement program, and it's ridiculous, and it's fun. <laughs> and uh, we have seven sections in the class, meaning the class is structured into seven different sections. And uh, the second section is the creativity section. Actually, I have 
I have people put their hands on their bellies after we dance this one song and say, I am creative. And they are just, yes, I am creative. And the way that people express themselves is um, super creative, trying to get people back engaged, re-engaged in their own bodies for true self-expression. Mm. I want to stay on that for a minute because I think that that's a really good point. It is this whole, again, it's the stretching, the definition beyond drawing and painting. And what you're talking about is the spiritual aspect and the sense of the chakras and, and that, but it's this kinesthetic awareness of the body. Correct. And this is so key because we are so often so disconnected from our body. Correct. We're trained out of that from from preschool sit in your chair so mm-hmm. sit sit crisscross applesauce it's uh we're you know, we're trained out of being in our body by by going to school by sitting in in, in school and then the older you get um the the le- the more conscious you have to be about getting exercise <laughs> oh do you know about this um study of oh let me see if i can bring it up actually there's a study on creativity i'm wondering if you're if you're familiar with it these okay. two psych um psychologists did the study in the 60s about literally on creativity and they gave this test to two-year-olds to measure their creativity and the all the two-year-olds tested at 98 percent mm-hmm. um then they gave the same test to the same kids at the age of 11 and the level of creativity plummeted to, I'm guessing, I can't remember, but something like 50%. Right. And, and then they gave the same test to the same kids when they were 15 and then it went down to like 11%. And so, and right. then they gave the same test to the same to them as adults and the, and the creativity ability went down to 2%. Well, I wonder, I mean, that's not shocking at all, but what it, I wonder what they had them do, what the test was. It, uh, yeah, I, uh, I yeah. wonder too. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Because um, I ask, I ask anybody, like when I start, when I'm working with adults in workshop situations and professional development situations, you know, you ask the question, who considers themselves to be creative? And, you know, not many hands go up. Right. Who was to- told at some point that they weren't good in something that they enjoyed? And then, you know, hands go up. And at one particular workshop, which this is just popping into my head, the man was probably in his 40s. It was a clay workshop. And he put his hand up and said, my middle school teacher, so he's going back to being, you know, between the ages of 11 and thir- 14, 13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She broke every, and listening to the verbiage, she broke every one of my pieces, my pieces. And um, nobody else's broke. And da-da-da, and there was such emotion attached to it. Yeah, yeah. And he just had the feeling that he, and he never touched clay again after that. <sighs> so, um but that's also, you know, his perception of the situation. So this is, you know, we carry these stories 
from our viewpoints, which obviously the teacher didn't break his pieces. You know, there was probably air bubbles or whatever the scenario yeah. was right. in it, but that's how he viewed it. Uh, but when we created his piece, you don't know how many prayers I said over the, that kiln. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, please, oh, clay man. gods, <laughs> we need to repair we need to repair this. And gratefully, his piece did come out of the kiln and everything was good. No cracking, no breaking, no anything. But oh, it was just, God. that's just one example of such emotion attached. Yes, 100%. Of course. Well, yeah, when you create something, if someone destroys it, I'm imagining, and you probably know more about this than I do, I'm imagining that creativity is probably connected to identity in some way. Mm, yes. Yes. And people don't realize it yeah. because as you said, creativity is life. So yeah. creativity is how we express. Creativity has, is how we show up in the world. Creativity yeah. is actions that we take, Absolutely. ideas that we have, how we problem solve, how we imagine. And if somebody says, well, that's a stupid idea or really you think you can do that? What makes you think you can do that? Yeah. Then that yeah. it immediately is just there's the balloon and it's like, Pew. yep, wah, wah. totally. Then the messages come in that you take your onto your own, and then your limiting beliefs get formed, and it, there you are, smaller yeah. world for you until you undo that. Yeah, yeah, it's really mm -hmm. freaking powerful. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so moving back to this, so this is so beautiful. What you are giving the experience for for seniors Thank to you. move in their bodies <laughs> to reconnect to yes tell us more about yes. that in whatever way to, you want sure to play well the reason well, um the the way that it was born was that when my parents were beginning to decline and i was in my 40s and uh, they had access to the best of the best facilities, and I went with them to see where they would, you know, want to to move into. And I I didn't find a single program or any offering that made me look forward to the aging process. Mm. So I created this program for for myself so that I would have something to support me as as I matured. And then I started to share so it was it's a it's an amalgamation of so i've been certified in a whole mess of different um movement modalities and so this is an amalgamation of all the different trainings i've taken and i just put together something that i just thought would be the most fun mm -hmm. and the most playful and the most expressive and then um I started sharing it with an adult daycare center here in Los Angeles, and uh, we, and I had a, um, a licensed physical therapist conduct a study. And I said, if you, and, and the study was if people took eight classes over the course of four weeks, what we tracked their strength. Uh, mobility, flexibility, mood, and endurance. And, and the results hmm. were astounding. Like we couldn't have predicted such phenomenal results. And it was basically like just in eight, over four weeks in eight classes, basically we were seeing a 70% increase 
across the board in all of these different areas. And it didn't matter whether or not they were physically doing it. Cause there were a couple of people who were like, yeah, I want to do this. And then once we got to it, they were like, actually what I want to do is sit over here and read the paper while you guys do it. Mm -hmm. And their test results were the same as the piece. So it is, it was, um, almost, it was contagious. Oh my God. When the group elevated themselves, how it affected people around them. And then people in the kitchen would come out with holding a ladle and bop with us and then go back into the kitchen. And, um, so that was, that was absolutely remarkable. And then, so really what this program does is that it allows you to connect to the music, but it's specific music, music that you loved when you were in high school, really specifically between the ages of like 12 and 22. Mm. And the reason being, this is, there's something called neural nostalgia, which means um, there is, at that point in your development uh, around puberty, your brain is in a place where it will hold musical imprints for uh, the rest of your life, which hmm. is why no matter how old you get, you'll remember the lyrics to music you, you love from that time. You'll also remember where you were when you heard it and you'll remember who you were with. And, um, and so I like to choose the music that people love. And when that happens and we do like super simple, gentle dance music movements to it, it's, it allows for a lot of expression and a lot of creativity to come up out and out and shared with other people being in groups is just really elevates the experience as well. I love those words, neural nostalgia. Yeah. Neural nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. so, yeah, that's so, so the population that you're talking about, is there a certain age? I mean, I can see that it applies to anybody, but when you're saying in a senior place, are you talking about any um, particular age? And are you talking about anybody more specifically in uh, who has Alzheimer's or dementia? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you're right. This is applied to people at any, any state of physical capability and mental capability as well. And younger people too. I mean, I've, 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 I've led this at uh, women's retreats as well. So who were, everyone was very able-bodied and young, but um, uh, so, so yeah. So in these adult daycare centers, uh, people tend to be pretty able-bodied, but I have also worked in a facility that is a dementia uh, facility. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I find that it doesn't, to me, it doesn't, matter where someone is in terms of being able to benefit from this experience because and this is what I this is how I I train people who work with me we meet people wherever they're at Mm -hmm. so wherever they are it's perfect so 
Um, in this facility in particular, there are people who are in hospice and in wheelchairs. And I 100% believe, and they could, they could appear to be unconscious, but I 100% believe that they are getting benefits of being in the room with people who are um, enjoying the music. And I will, I will go approach them as I will approach everybody and say, I tell them that I love that they're here and I love the contributions that they are making to the room. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, all, everybody's contribution is perfect and everybody's hmm. presence helps create the experience that we have. And it only happens once. We will mm. never be in the same place again. We will never have the same situation again. And that's, so talk about creative. And this is how I look at every class. Let's see what experience we can create together now. Yeah. And each one is new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, keep going because you're, you're in, you're in a groove. Keep going. Okay. I had this, 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 <laughs> this story came, I just remembered, um, this is the last class that I just, I just gave. Um, there was a woman who was nonverbal and she's sitting in a wheelchair and she's nonverbal. But I, could, I mean, and her eyes were tracking me, you know, and I could tell like occasionally she would like move. Um, she had a little bit of mobility in her feet a little bit. And uh, and one of the, the songs we do is uh, just a rhythmic song. So what I will do is I will teach a rhythmic pattern and um, and then I'll teach it to, and because rhythm is something that people pick up the easiest, I found, particularly in mm. his elders. And um, <laughs> and for, for this song, I had a Simon and Garfunkel song, and I was, and I taught the pattern. I was like, okay, great, we're all gonna do this together. And I put, <laughs> and I put mm. this song on, and the introduction comes, and then this nonverbal woman screams, Cecilia! <gasps> I was like, yes! Cecilia, wow. that is the power of music on the brain. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 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 That is why I do this work. That's that's why you do what you do. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I I can imagine that everybody who worked there or just was in that room who knew this woman yeah. knows that she has, she's nonverbal. Yep. They must've like, their eyes must've opened so wide and their mouth, their jaws dropped to the floor. Exactly. Yes. Whoa. But the thing is Hollis. Yeah. Every class, something like that happens. Yeah. There is someone has a breakthrough of some sort mm -hmm. that you cannot predict and is always a surprise and is such an, you know, a delight and really remarkable. It's remarkable. It's remarkable what hearing music that have, you have a connection to and putting and being able to express yourself in really basic, gentle ways and then adding voice to that. It's a very, yes. very potent, very, very powerful combination. So, so, and you're making me think of, and some people might be like, yeah, whatever Hollis, but I, um, I can't even remember the words to the song now, but I see it as a spiritual connection to my father who's passed because every once in a while, I'll just sing this song and know all the words and just be like, well, where the hell did that come from? Mm -hmm. And then it goes away. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, 
Thanks, Dad. Like I that's because because that because it's a song that he would sing. It's a song that he would kind of joke around, like he would sing and then he'd laugh, and we'd be sitting there and you know we'd just be laughing. Um, and it would create just a happy space. So every once in a while lately, it's been all of a sudden I'm in the car or walking around the house singing. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Isn't that remarkable? Do you remember what the song is? Now I don't. Okay. I, I don't. And okay. that's that just made me think of it like that whole neural nostalgia. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what it is right now. So that's why I literally feel like it's an umbilical cord, like it's a connection from him where all of a sudden he's like, just want you to know I'm here. Hollis. I 100% believe you because my father does the same thing with me. Does he? Yes. Mm -hmm. I was. <laughs> so he, our thing is Mozart. We just shared Mozart and Schubert together. And I would, and I take these strength, strength training classes online. And here we are doing strength training things online. And out of nowhere, a Mozart symphony starts playing on my computer. <laughs> there is nothing open. My music isn't open. No tabs are open. I, but I cannot find the source of it. Yeah. I cannot turn it off. And eventually the, the class was like, great, we're going to do strength training to Mozart. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> and I this, love it. Yeah. And, and after that, I was like, all right, dad, if that's how you can communicate with me, I can, I can deal with that. This is awesome. <laughs> this is, this awesome. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anybody who's experienced anything like this, please like mm -hmm. reach out and let us know. Because as I said, some people are going to be like, yeah, whatever you guys are yeah. crazy. Sure. And others <laughs> are like, yes, I totally, totally get that. Um, you're not just some hippie drippy um, kind of person that I think of. So <laughs> right. <laughs> tell us so okay so let's find out so we know some things that you enjoy for you lynn um but tell us a little bit more about how you incorporate creativity into your own life yeah um i you know with the with the pandemic uh i felt that i was then faced as as so many people were face to literally recreate how I do my everyday living because now we're in lockdown and well what does that look like and how do I how am I going to thrive in this situation and so I actually literally think of my day-to-day -day experience as a creative experience what am I going to create today? How am I going to create my life today? How am I going to create the day? So I literally use creativity mm -hmm. in, in all of the choices that, that I make. What is, and I, and I connect it to love. What's the most loving thing I can do right now? What's the most loving thing I can make for breakfast? Okay, we're going to create that. And it's always, the way I cook is, is what ingredients do I have? What can we create out of it? Mm -hmm. Like that. So I, um, I look at creativity as an intrinsic part of how I choose to live my life on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. It's not even a question. It's just, and it's this ebb, ebb and flow and being, being in the moment. 100. Being in, 
being to in the, the best present. Of my, right, to, to the best of my ability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like, yeah, yeah, we we're human and we have but it is, it's it's but it's the quicker I find that the more awareness that we have, then when we find ourselves going off the rails, then we can pull back quicker because we're aware. To the, yeah, awareness one hundred percent. Yes, and that would be that would be the way to pull yourself back of like, oh, take a breath. Where am I right now? What's happening right now? Yeah. 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 What do I need to do for myself? What's my self-care? Because mm -hmm. this isn't gonna have a good outcome. <laughs> it's not feeling good. Mm -hmm. It's not and again to the best of our ability, but exactly. it's that's where I have found in my personal growth uh that I can just be in a much happier space with that knowledge um, instead of going down this rabbit hole that takes you to crap. Yeah. You, you know, well, so one of the things I do is I, I am a hand analyst. I read hands and it's a modern take on traditional palmistry. And it's a very, it's a very grounded, um, pragmatic, systematic approach to how people are wired. And one of the markings in people's hands is the way that some people process information. It's a creative mm. way of problem solving. It's called a Persephone headline. And, and what it means is it's a gift marking. And what it means is that if you're prone to depression or feeling blue, the way out is through creativity to, mm -hmm. to um, lighten your own mood is to do something creative, whether or not you consider yourself an artist. It's, it does, it could be acting, singing, dancing, whatever that, you know, art, but to do a creative thing to, to lighten your mood. Do you, is that something that resonates with you? It does. And when you say creative again, everybody, that could mean going for a walk. That could mean meditating. That could mean working on your business if you're an entrepreneur and you're really excited and these ideas are just like fireworks in your brain and you're like boom 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 mm -hmm. because you're you're creating something from nothing or right right exactly i love that you're creating something from nothing and that is creativity right there yeah yeah oh my gosh so many things so many things everybody this is <laughs> Huh. Do you have a morning routine? It tends to morph, but I do now. I'm, I'm an early riser. I like it when it's dark. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, um, I do something called affirmation lasagna. <laughs> I've never heard of this. Okay. Um, yeah, this is something new I recently heard from from person that I'm coaching from. Um, and it is, I have a journal by my bed and it's the first thing I do in the morning is I write four affirmations, but they're, they're identical in the start, which is, I'm so happy and grateful for something that I actually have in my life. I'm so happy and grateful that I got invited to be a guest on Creative Con Conversations with Hollis. And then the mm -hmm. second one is, I'm so happy and grateful for something that hasn't happened yet. I'm so happy and grateful for something that hasn't happened yet that I would love. I don't know, that I've become an international speaker. And then the third mm -hmm. one is something that is happening right now. And then the fourth one is 
something that hasn't happened yet. So it's a layer, it's a lasagna of mm -hmm. affirmations. And you do it, I, so I do that first thing in the morning and I do it before I go to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And then um, I come out into the living room where I've set up kind of a little bit of a sanctuary and I like to light a candle and I have a music playlist for meditation and I, I put on my music list for meditation and um, I light a candle and I have some Palo Santo, which is uh, like sage. And, and I light that and then I like to meditate mm -hmm. for usually like 20 minutes to a half hour. And then I like to write for like 15 minutes to a half hour. And that's how I start my day. And then I ask myself, okay, what would be, what do I, what feels good right now? What's the most loving thing? But honestly, before I even do that, Hollis, when I wake up in the morning, I actually have a routine of, I, I, I talk to myself and I say, good morning, Lynn. And I'm married, P.S. This, mm -hmm. this is what I do for myself. Good morning, Lynn. Oh my gosh, it feels so good to wake up with you. And then, like, I just like rub my legs and I rub my arms. I go, Oh my gosh, you feel amazing. <laughs> so it's a grounding exercise. That's what I do every morning. Oh my God, I love you so much. I love waking up with you. I say to myself every morning, I love waking up with you. And then it's like, okay, are you ready to do your lasagna? Would you like to have some lasagna now? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I start my days. It's so funny that you say this. And this is such a more positive slant on things because mm -hmm. I have a this job, this other space that I'm in right now temporarily uh, for work. I have a, a ride. It's like an hour and 10 minutes. So I was talking to a friend and um, in the car. And as we're talking, I was saying something about me talking to myself when I was kind of annoyed at myself about something yep. Yep. and saying, Hollis, what are you doing? And she's like, do you say your name? <laughs> she's like, do you literally say your name? Or are you just saying it like as the example here? I'm like, you know what? I actually do say my name. Yeah. Um, like I'm kind of like scolding myself, like Hollis, what are you doing? So it's, I like your context. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh no, I do the same thing you do, but then it's Jordan. Jordan, what are you doing? You know, it's not even you my first name. It's I was going to say, do you say, I was going to say, do you say your middle name? Because that's when right. you know you're really in right. trouble. Exactly. I don't have a middle name, but my mom, my mom, so I have a brother named Ken and my dad's name was Fred. And then my mom, so my, my name for my mom was Freddie Kenny Linney. That was <laughs> <laughs> when she was annoyed. She couldn't get to my name fast enough. <laughs> she had to go through the guys first. And then it was, and then I knew, uh-oh, that's uh -oh. it. <laughs> uh-oh, I'm Freddie Kenny Linney. This is going to be bad. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That is, yes. Again, mm -hmm. everybody, we all have this. It's just, you know, from that, whoever, from that authority figure. Yeah. I would just yep. hear Hollis Elizabeth. I'm like, oh God. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's beyond. Oh no, Hollis Elizabeth. <laughs> what did you do? But I love having you saying that you mm -hmm. went through the guys first. My kids say that too. Um, hold on. Okay, you got it. Well, thank you for being here, Crash. We appreciate you. 
He said, it's an enjoyable show. We thank you so much for being here this whole time. But yeah, my kids are always like, yeah, it's really great when you say the cats first before us. That's really nice. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They were our first babies, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm certain that's what it is. It's totally chronological. It's not favoritism. <laughs> totally not favoritism. I don't yeah. think you're the cat. I promise you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? I'm curious how you would finish this sentence because when we had our pre-chat, you said that a non-negotiable, you have non-negotiables or this is a non-negotiable and it starts as I will only blank. Do you remember this? Non-negotiable. So one of your non-negotiables, how would you finish that? I will only... I have so many different things that come up in mind, which tend to be jokey. So let me drop in and actually be honest. Um, you can do jokey too, jokey, honest, whichever. Nice. <laughs> no. I will only, I will, oh, I feel, here's what I feel like, Hollis. I feel like I'm on a game show and I feel <laughs> like, there's a right answer here. And if I get it, then I'll be like, yes. There's no right answer. Okay. It's, it's as we say in the moment, okay. whatever it is, I will okay. only. Okay. Um, um, I, will, I will only feed the hummingbirds when they're nearby. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Give me a hint. Dude, well, what does I mean, it sound like? What did I say? I mean, because you said, like, these are some of my non-negotiables, which actually I'm thinking in the conversation that we had that it's I will only do things that come from a space of love. Oh, I, yeah. No, that's true. That's totally true. I will only do what makes me. I will only eat. In this moment, what uh, brings my body joy? I love that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I love that you heard me say that. Um, it's true to the best of my ability, honestly. So mm -hmm. that's how I've just I I just I I trained myself to do that, and so I I wanted to to learn how to fall in love with myself. Is that a story? Did I tell you about that? Learning to fall in love with myself? No. So I spent a year deciding. So I was not happy in my relationship. So I've been married for 17 years and sometimes it's not fantastic. And sometimes we're not getting our needs met. And so um, mm -hmm. I was like, but then I asked myself, am I, do I treat myself the way I want to be treated? Mm, by others? Yes. Do I treat myself the way I treat others? Because it's very easy for me to love the love on others. So then I was like, no, and how would I even start? And so I, I like to give myself year-long challenges, and this was the year-long challenge of, if I gave myself a year, could I fall in love with myself? <gasps> I love that. Oh, thanks. And so, yes, so that was, and actually the morning waking up was part of, part of that process. It started really with going to bed and going and saying all the things to myself that I wanted to hear from my husband, boyfriend, father, mother, 
mentor person. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, and I started saying it to myself and, and I was talking to myself and I called myself Lynn. I'm like, Lynn, look at what you did today. What were your three favorite moments? Lynn, I, I, I hope you recognize the, the, the impact you've made on others like that. Mm -hmm. And that's how it started. And mm -hmm. then, and then it grew into good morning, Lynn which I still do, which I love. This has been going, and then, it, and then it grew, and I just kept practicing it, and then it just grew throughout the day. What is, what's the most loving way you would like to get out of bed? Do you wanna go, do you wanna go for a walk? Do you wanna go meditate? Do you wanna take a yoga class? And then it was, what, what's the most loving thing to eat for breakfast? And then if I was commuting, I was like, what's the, what's the most loving way to get to work? Like, could we go a different way maybe? What, and then, at a certain point, it would be like, oh, my gosh, lilacs are on sale. Stop. Pull over. I'm going to get myself some lilacs. And then it was like, hey, where am I going to take you this weekend? And, and so mm -hmm. and then finally in December of that year, just totally unbidden, I walked by the, in the mirror in the bathroom and I was like, I love you. You're beautiful. And then I was like, <gasps> it worked. I did it. Mm -hmm. I, I fell in love with myself. So, and that's a practice and that has changed my relationships to everyone around me. Yeah. That's it what I was going to ask. Yeah. One, it has, it infiltrates in any kind of connection yeah. that I have with any other being or non-living thing. Oh, do mm -hmm. I love it? If I don't love it. I'm, you know, because and also it was it was a an ambition of mine years ago to only surround myself with things that I loved, only surround myself with people that I love, and now in my world I will only do things that I love. I will only that's how I get through the world. Like I'll I'll do a whole lot of different kinds of jobs, and if I love it, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. That's that's basically the filter. And now I'm just teaching other people to do that too. It's thank you for bringing that up about like the journey to fall in love with yourself because we it's I have another multi author book it's called I love you because I love me because yes yes and it's it's video photography um, words if people want to use it and it's just that whole I know that when people hear I love me because people get tripped up. Yeah. because it's not as easy just like you said right. but when we learn to like ourselves and when we learn to recognize things about ourselves and when we learn to accept that not everything is beautiful shiny and rainbows and unicorns but we love ourselves because we do hard things mm. be because we leave abusive relationships yes because we stand up for ourselves yes 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 be because we allow ourselves to take time for ourselves and create boundaries. Yes. It's, it's looking at it from a different lens, which then, like you said, I mean, talk about frigging empowering. It's yes. then that's when you walk by the mirror and you're like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you like, yeah. I do like, I really like you. And that's when sometimes, you know, we'll joke, my husband and I drove cross country before we were married. And actually tomorrow's our anniversary. Oh, 20, cool. 20, 26 years. We've been <gasps> together for 33, which is insane. I have no idea how that's happened so far. Um, but when we drove cross country 
and we'd only known each other for like six months and it was in a non-air conditioned car in the summertime and we got to the other side <laughs> being California and we looked at each other at certain points and said do you still like me <laughs> <laughs> and it was like yeah I do you're annoying as hell right now, but I do like you. Yeah. <laughs> but that was kind of the factor of, yeah, she still liked me. Oh my God. There's so much about that story that I love. <laughs> and first of all, congratulations on 26 years and happy anniversary. Thank you. But Thank I, you. I love that the way your relationship started out was in an, a non-air conditioned car driving across <laughs> the country. <laughs> in the summer because that is like literally trial by fire and literally if, if there's any way to fast track whether or not this is a good match that is fantastic it's very true that was great there was a lot of red flags there where it's kind of like but he's a very good human yeah, <laughs> but certain good. things I was like we still argue about all this time well why yeah. didn't we stop in Utah because you said not to no he's way like, no, he's, like, he's like no I didn't I'm like yes you did <laughs> I, lo I love it. and that's and that's just an ongoing thread of connection between the two of you <laughs> oh my gosh okay we're almost at the top of the hour so okay. this has been great so the third and final question is as we wrap it up and put a nice little bow on it why do you think creativity is important i think creativity is important i don't think creativity is important i think creativity is vital mm -hmm. i think creativity is intrinsic to the way we live as human beings we are creative beings and so to me i can't answer the question why is it important because it's not it is non-negotiable and i don't think we have a choice about it <laughs> that is the non-negotiable yeah yeah no choices no it is who we are it is oh my gosh Lynn, how can people find you? <laughs> uh, let's see. There are a number of different ways. So um, if you do the Facebooks, look up Lynn Jola, L-Y-N-N-J-O-L-A, short for Lynn Jordan, Los Angeles. Mm. Uh, if you would like to talk about finding love in your career, then it's createinsideout.com. Okay. Um, and on Instagram, it's lynn.jordan.elite.coach. Mm -hmm. And how about the um, the boogie? Joyful boogie. Joyfulboogie.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. So many ways to interact with Lynn and the palm, the oh yeah, the hand reading. Yes. Uh, your life is in your hands.com. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so much. And as you reach out to Lynn, you're going to hear more about her doing 
we couldn't we didn't even get to it in this space like doing tv production and (laughs) all of these things that she has done in her life um, to lead her to where she is now so Mm -hmm. lynn thank you so much for being here and hanging out and just laughing and sharing and being thank you thank you Hollis, it was an absolute pleasure, and I feel honored to have been asked. Thank you. Oh, my God. So mm-hmm. fun. So before we say our goodbye goodbyes, is there anything <laughs> you feel like is on your mind that you're like, oh, I meant to say that, or oh, there's one more thing? Mm. Oh, what a great opportunity. Okay. My first life's aspiration was to be an elephant. So don't let anybody tell you you can't have your dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, everybody. Have we laughed enough? (laughs) Beautiful way to wrap it up. And Lynn, congratulations on the citizenship. It's really a very powerful story. Thank you very much. So everybody joining us live, catching the replay, thank you for being here. We know that you could be doing anything with your hour, and we so appreciate you hanging out and spending it with us. This space is all about inspiring each other, sharing stories and connections. So please like, follow, share, do all that good stuff, because I believe we've always needed it, but I know that we need it now more than ever. For sure. More, th- more than ever for true connection, for true empowerment, for all of this, to be happier human beings. So wherever you are in the world, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, and a good evening. And we'll be talking to you soon. So goodbye, everybody. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. The self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and huh? be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's, again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't. We are not made for boxes. (laughs) There is also my TV show, I Am Creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link. And you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is iamcreativephilly.com. 
So I am creative Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story because we all have one.